are dispensers of Pez, poking out at the cons, renaissance vests, watch animate chicks with inflatable breasts, you might be a Trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch, turn to the letter F in your dictionary, and add this word to your vocabulary, take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy, damn it Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. your life comes the fanboy planet podcast with your smiling host derek mccaw yes indeed pronounced correctly i'm smiling (laughs) (laughs) no it's very good we think we're going to keep him that was of course rick brett the dulcet town tones let's see there we go subbing in for lon lopez who could not make it tonight he's got an investors meeting what he's investing in i'm not sure but uh i think it's plastics so anyway uh so i'm derek mccaw they looked real they (laughs) Only looked. Uh, Editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. After last week's episode, I guess we're just, it, it's its just always after dark now, isn't it? <laughs> or just terribly, terribly dark. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, of course, Rick Brechneider. And we are lucky enough tonight to have Aaron Frost with us. Hello. Hello. There we go, yeah. And and no one else. Uh, guest commentators will be rotating in, I guess, as they show up. If they we show have up. an open mic, we have an open it's mic. It's Wednesday open mic. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> say, be careful how you say that. Oh, we, uh, because there are people who might come out of the. We've room. invited the ghost of Marcel Marceau you know to come I in hate? and provide some commentary. Oh, it's going to happen. What? Okay, we're being interrupted already. Yes. You have to get to the mic. Yeah, you have to come in and explain why you're interrupting. Okay. And introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Aaron, and I'm kind of... <gasps> two Aaron's. Not only that, here. two women in one podcast. Okay, go ahead. In a comic book shop. <laughs> no, no, no. I know, it's owned, a rare, rare... Owned by a woman as well, so this is the just like freaky. Like freaky! Just might. So the pictures of zombie prom are up <laughs> on the computer for you. Excellent. If you could, once you look at them, sign me out. Okay. I'd appreciate it. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> You're welcome. Have a nice night, guys. Okay. Thank you, Aaron. Well, that was nice. It was. It was nice. It was completely unrelated to the podcast, but really there we go. Good it's outcast. Okay. <laughs> it's friendly. A good outcast, yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, tonight we've got quite a, quite a podcast for you, perhaps. There are a lot of good topics. We've got a lot of comic stuff going. Um, uh, this week's episode, of course, is dedicated to listener Stephanie Rodriguez, who was at home screaming at us about, am I bothered? Am I bothered? From oh, last yes, week. Excellent. So <laughs> she's... She actually said, I was trying to yell at you to tell you how to pronounce it correctly. Then I realized you'd recorded it days earlier. <laughs> so, so there we go. Still couldn't identify who that Jennifer or somebody, uh, who that actress is. Um, oh, I had, I had it up on the website. And I totally forgot. All right. So anyway, we got a lot of comic stuff to cover, of course, and some uh, more movie exciting things. Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate. There we go. Catherine Tate. Uh, and exciting movie stuff, including a rumor that Osama bin Laden has been found, but not by our government. And uh, a couple of little just TV musings, and we'll get right back into comics. Uh, where would you like to start? One 
piece of breaking news as I was leaving my office was that Greg Rucka, who has been exclusive since 2003 with what DC. What does he do? He writes Checkmate. He was oh. a mastermind behind 52. If you were a reader of Tales of Mystery, or Journey into Mystery, no, Tales of Mystery, something like that, that Spectre uh, and Doctor 13 uh, doubleheader. He was one of the architects, the villains, actually. Brian Azzarello has put him as one of the villains who kind of re is behind all the sculpting down into the final crisis and so forth. He did, had an interesting Wonder Woman run um, and he created Gotham Central. So he's done some really great stuff for DC. For DC. Mm-hmm. Exclusively for four years. And he has decided that he is tired of writing for DC and will not re... I, I think that's maybe too harsh. Uh, but he will not write exclusively for DC any longer. He wants to play the field. He wants to play. He wants to see other companies. Uh, you know, maybe Avatar. It's not them. It's him. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe this, Maybe now he'll give us an interview. Uh, so, I, you know, because no, every summer at Comic-Con, I see him, I say, hand him my card, say, every year we go through this game. Hi. <laughs> you promised me an interview? Eh. I'm still a fan. <laughs> and then he never answers my phone calls. Anyway, uh, so that's kind of a, a, a big piece of news. So if you know Greg, if you, if you can get in touch with Greg, we're, we're still waiting. We're here by the phone. There's a little tear actually coming down uh, maybe allergies. face right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he, I'm trying to think what else he's uh, beside, is currently writing. Uh, Checkmate was the, is, is the big thing I'm thinking right now, which is kind of, you know, introduced a lot of intrigue and political. To me, Checkmate is actually what Civil War in the Marvel Universe should, should have, have been. been. You know, it, it makes sense within the rules of the superhero tropes that this is how it would all fall down. And it's not taking over all the comic lines. Oh, no, no, not at all. They did do a brief crossover with the Outsiders, but I didn't resent that nearly oh, as okay. much. Yeah. Not nearly as much, you know. There was no uh, Iron Man crying. Or August General of a Thousand Armors, or whatever that that. Yes. Chinese. Like Iron Man crying. I was just like tears of oil. Like, <sighs> no, no. <laughs> oil can. Okay. That's Tin Man. That's later in the podcast. Oh, okay. No, Iron Man doesn't cry. No, he's too busy drinking. Uh, so <laughs> he drowns his tears in liquor. So, um, and another thing that we discovered this morning was this confession from J. Michael Straczynski on his blog. What a great blog. That he is his. Did it just look really? It looks really scattered and hard. It was hard to it it looked like to look an at. intercepted communique. Yeah, it did. But that uh, he hates one more day as much as we do. Well, I didn't actually say well, that. Well, he didn't hate it. He said he said he acknowledged that it was not his property. It's and what, he wanted to take his name off the last two issues. But they convinced him not to. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, check involved. In I, I, my problem with that is, okay. Issue one, you didn't know it was going to go on in issues three and four, so all of a sudden you decide, and you're the one who's writing it, so. Right. Did you, did you just well, die? Were you, know, you visited by the ghost of Spider-Man past? If <laughs> I could if I could become, if I could tap into my inner Andy Mead for a moment. Let's bring okay. back Andy Mead. Let's and, not. You know, Hellblazer, Hellblazer, Hellblazer. Yeah. Um, anyway, that he and I argued about this like six months ago when I said you shouldn't get on. Or that I've had problems with Straczynski after the Gwen Stacy storyline, which drove Goodson away from Spider-Man, uh, for Aaron and, and people listening at home. Uh, Gwen Stacy was 
Spider-Man's dead love, revealed to have had twins by Her- by Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin, who seduced her in a moment of weakness. Uh, when I'm, she I'm sorry, are we talking about a soap opera or Spider-Man? No, we're talking about Spider-Man. This is retroactive okay. this is continuity. This stuff that happened behind the scenes. Behind the oh, scenes. Okay. Okay. And so uh, here Peter Parker's adult was confronted with a woman who looked like Gwen Stacy, and it turned out to be her daughter, who, because of the combination of the goblin whatever genes uh, that they were, that the twins were growing at an accelerated rate, and uh, Norman Osborn had kidnapped them to Paris and was raising them in secret. It was a really lame storyline anyway. But the idea that Gwen Stacy, I just love the way the time is so twisted in these books. It, yeah. it, it was it was 20 years ago that storyline. There's no reason why kids born at that time wouldn't be adults now, except for the fact that Peter hasn't aged. It's right, exactly. And, and Aaron Sobort is about to do origami <laughs> while we go. She's turning into Edward James she's almost in Blade Runner. Spider- going, it's too bad it's, she's not going to live. <laughs> Yeah, it's anyway. either that or play with the cables, really. You don't want that. No, no. no. Don't chew on the meat that you electrocute yourself. <laughs> yeah, insert sound <laughs> cue there. So, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And once again, kudos to Rick for fantastic sound engineering last week. At any rate, <laughs> so uh, he admitted that he did not want those twins to be Norman Osborns because everybody was very be- felt very betrayed by this, that so the Green Goblin would have seduced Gwen Stacy. When Peter Parker, you know, that was like she was the last, last good innocent thing in Peter Parker's life. He had wanted it to be Peter's children that they had, that they had had sex once shortly before she died, because that's the kicker. She was killed by the yeah. Green Goblin, like allegedly, like months after, just a couple months after giving birth to these twins. And, uh, but he, like, in fact, he gave me an interview where he argued that we were all, we should all just grow up and suck it up. That, uh, you know. You've never met a girl who made one really bad decision in her life. Said, yeah, but that was the Green Goblin. You know, that was my problem. <laughs> but, I mean, he was really the I don't know. I know a lot of girls that are just like bad boys. You know? All right. Well, I'm getting that green rubber mask. And, okay. <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's be not, on the it's news. Not it's, <laughs> all right. Uh, but uh, but he argued that, and then like a year later came out and said, I didn't want to do that. I wanted this, and Joe, and Joe Casada said this. And so now he's saying in the midst of this one more day storyline, which – uh, actually, Goodson got a little heated about last week in the podcast. He's saying he didn't want to do it either. So, I mean, you know, he says ultimately it's their property, but ultimately he could just walk away and say, you know, it's not going where I wanted to go. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, let's let's go into the realm of spoilers. Okay. Because it has been a week since the last issue came out, and we know it's going to be another couple of months before the next one comes out. But did you read issue three? Well, I just flipped through it as we did. You know, last Did week. you see the big development in there? That Mephisto is making a deal with Peter, but at the same time making a deal with Mary Jane? Oh, see, Lon's right. It's never, no, deals with the devil never turn out well. Right. So they never. both they both have to make the decision. Oh, that devil. Yeah. Oh, that Mephisto. Yeah. He's I, a jerk. I, I, and it was... A way to make it worse than I thought it was going to be. In the well, first good. Place. See that there were still surprises to be held for you. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So yeah, you're gonna start drinking sour milk too now. So I'm just <laughs> surprised you know, by yeah. the lumps. And so if he's not happy about it, the only guy happy about it is the guy drawing the book. And only, and we're not happy about that because it's got it's drawing out the book for another three, four months. Play on words. Mm, yeah, impressive. Very clever. Yeah. Well, I'll give you my other sore spot on it. It's the goofy covers. Those goofy oh, yeah. retro covers. It's supposed to be a really serious, serious storyline, right? Yeah. Maybe and it's, it's you've all got of... these throwback covers with, like, 
word balloon splashes all over. Because they're going to then throw back to that earlier time in Peter's life when he didn't have, you know, and and, and it bothers me is, you know, okay, is he going to remember that he was married to Mary Jane? I mean, because you said, well, they'll just date occasionally. Mephisto says you'll have a little bit of your memory just to. Just enough to make you hurt. hurt, yeah. See? Oh, that's pleasant. I so much more enjoy him when he's doing that on Reaper, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. Maybe it's all one big joke. And at the one end, it'll last be like. joke. Yeah. One more joke. They'll just pull off the curtain at the very end and go, ha ha, you know, it was okay, just a joke. We were just we'd, kidding. We'd like to believe that was sort of what happened the time before when Mary Jane left him, left Peter for a long time. And, and was thought dead for a while when there was this still unexplained um, Peter Parker was given a box by the airline. The. the that she had supposedly died in an airplane explosion, and he was given a box, and he wouldn't believe that she was dead until he saw this box, and he opened the box, and they never showed what was in it, but he went, yeah, she's really dead. And <laughs> and of course she wasn't. Mm, and then she came bad. back to life. He rescued her. They hugged, and she said, I'm leaving you uh, for a year. So, yeah, it I is a soap opera. A it is a soap yeah, opera. See? But it is because that's what brings it back, brings people back, allegedly. You know, instead of, like, Really good adventures, really good storytelling, because it's a nature of being serial. We've got to have at least three different Spider-Man books a month, or at least three well, different not, months of not Spider-Man. Not so many for a couple yeah. of months. <laughs> and, then, and then all at once, you know, sort of. Yeah. Uh, so you can OD every few months. To paraphrase Willem Dafoe in Shadow of the Vampire, you know, they, they release Spider-Man books like Old Man Peas. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> page by page, sometimes all at once. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you, William. Uh, <laughs> or Willem. Yeah, anyway, the Green Goblin uh, tie-in. Yes. Uh, you know, it's an editorial. He's, so Straczynski's arguing it's an editorial-driven comic. You know, Joe Casada is editor-in-chief. He gets to say all these things. And they're ret- returning Spider-Man to a status quo of 1975, maybe, 76. And yet over, you know, it's weird to me because over in Hulk... Everything is not the status quo at all, and we're, like, right. loving that. And don't they see, aren't they responding to that, that there's someone other than Bruce Banner running around red? Bruce Banner has put himself, I was not a spoiler to anybody listening because it was weeks ago when World War Hulk ended. He's willingly put himself on ice so that he can never be the Hulk again, well, nor will he ever be alive again. He's basically frozen so uh, so that he cannot do any damage. The Hulk book is becoming Hercules. Right. Uh, then there's going to be a Son of Hulk book over on the planet. Yeah, the planet Sakar. Um, it's just they're sitting around being pirate. You know that they're sitting around doing pirate sounds. Yeah. Sakar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, good scars on Sakar. Uh, and he'll be in the film adaptation played by Peter Sarsgaard. Mm. So <laughs> anyway, uh, so they got all that and. You know, so that's is that editorially driven? Then how can you go ahead and make? And that's the one that actually has the movie coming up. And then you have the Red Hulk. You have a Red Hulk when we were gonna when Edward Norton's gonna have a Green Hulk coming right. soon. Right. You know, so none of our trying to justify why they're doing what they're doing makes any sense whatsoever. It's DC trying to catch up to Marvel by going the opposite way. Well, well maybe they'll more, go. They'll loop around and just come yeah, back. Yeah. Right. Again. There you go. Now, in, an, in the complete opposite of a comic book not being editorially driven, uh, you know, this past summer, Scott Dunbeer, who was in charge of uh, Wildstorm, was fired uh, from Wildstorm Comics over uh, the next book I would like to talk about, which is The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Black wow. Dossier, which is probably... How did he get fired? I mean, 
was it? If he draws they said you're fired. Oh. The but, yeah, yeah, but you should get fired for something. Yes, he was for the black dossier. Oh. Because apparently the black dossier cannot be published outside of the United States because of differing copyright laws. Oh. Have you read the black dossier? No, I've not. Which I, I find either. ironically the most available of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I was in a Borders last night, and they had stacks. I mean, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they in had borders. stacks. They it, had displays it, it, of that and the Heroes graphic novel, yeah. which you can't get in a comic book store to save your life right now because DC has sold out of both of those things. But uh, but the book, the mainstream bookstores have, have plenty of copies. Yeah. So if you were someone who went, oh, I saw that movie... <laughs> I like that. There must have been five. <laughs> uh, I, I like that movie on some basis. I like Sean Connery. Yeah, I like Sean Connery. Oh, I'll you are talking up. about that movie. I'm yes. quite sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll it. pick up League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, The Black Dossier, which features Mina and Alan Quatermain in the 50s in a post-1984 government. Uh, it is the most easily, easily found co uh, of these, and it is the most utterly impenetrable... <laughs> Uh, it's gotten more and more obtuse, and I, I found myself, I can't decide if I enjoyed it or not. So it's accessible and that you can buy it everywhere. It, yes, but not accessible, <laughs> not accessible in a way you can you, understand it. Yeah. Let me tell you what he did. Uh, two scenes, uh, so basically five pages of a heretofore undiscovered uh, quarto of the lost Shakespeare play, which is a sequel to The Tempest, because Duke Prospero was the original leader of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, in the time of Gloriana, which I guess would be, well, Elizabeth was called Gloriana, but I think Wait, Michael... I need a whiteboard flowchart. Yes, you do. <laughs> Michael Moorcock... I was just trying to grab Michael Moorcock head. wrote a novel called Gloriana. I read that book. In which Elizabeth was a fairy queen as well. Yes. So that's the a queen... A lot of moaning in that book. Well, i got to read it then. So a whole... Uh, so that's the so that's the the Queen Elizabeth of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen's oh. timeline. So that's Prospero. So you have, you have suddenly the book... It's a... A kind of adventure where a character named Jimmy, whose name may or may not, whose last name may or may not be Bond in 1954, England is tracking down Mina and and Quatermain who are trying to get the black dossier out of MI5. Uh, it, it's a it's a interesting comic book story and Harry Lime's involved from the Third Man. Okay. O'Brien from 1984 is there because he posits that you know since 1984 was actually written in 48. That was the government from 48 to 52 of England. So Ing Socks, there's even a Tijuana, uh, Tijuana Bible in the porn sack from 1984. So it's like you really have to be an English major, and I am, yeah. and I didn't get three quarters of what the I, heck was going on. I lost on you about two minutes ago, I think. Y yeah, no there's idea. a lot. Of, there's a lot in Ing Sock Newspeak, and there's oh, really? and it's just because the vestiges are being torn away, and it's just like. Oh, my gosh. So, but at least it's a comic book story for a while. Then it becomes a Shakespeare play. Then the Adventures of Orlando, who I believe was created by Virginia Woolf, but I'm not sure. I know that um, there was a movie, an art film with um, the woman who played uh, the archangel in Constantine. Uh, I, why I can't ever I remember her name. Um, but she's a very androgynous actress, very well known. She was just in. It's she's not Kate Blanchett. She's in Chronicles of Narnia. Yes, too, yes, the, yes, yeah. the Snow Queen. Yes, um, I can't remember uh, her name, name for the life of me. Uh, who she's was in, in another movie now too. With yeah, um, she's in Michael Clayton with yeah. George Clooney. It, somebody who's in Michael Clayton with George, who played the Snow Queen, the White Witch in uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Dave. See, uh, a store full of people, none of them useful tonight. <laughs> They're all playing carcasses. The only thing I can say is that I know that neither Lon nor Goodson would have been useful in this conversation That's either. That's probably true. 
Point being, this Virginia Woolf character suddenly gets this like '50s style comics. Her history of you know from her birth to her, and so she's she switches. Orlando switches genders between man and male and female every 30, 40 years or so, and is immortal. So it's like the Lost Girls. Suddenly, I'm reading this and going, "It's pornographic." Holy crap! The other League of Extraordinary Gentlemen were not. They were not featuring graphic sex uh, every other page. Then at one point, apparently, Mina and Alan Quatermain hung out with Jack Kerouac. So there's five pages of a lost Kerouac novel about nice. them, and <laughs> it's like. I'm excited. You could become. I, I'm thinking about becoming an English teacher and teaching this course. <laughs> you could just just this book. Yeah. Um, let's see. It was, I'm the thinking word. I need to be an English teacher just to understand, understand. part of it, uh, which uh, you just said. Yeah. Sorry. yeah right. It's okay. Uh, so you're an English teacher. I was an English major, and we're, we're still. Yeah. Once. And there's and there's more that the the, the I will say though, and and I didn't actually read it because the, the title alone Thanks, the title alone was enough, and I thought I wish Rick were here to share this moment. Uh, Jeeves and Wooster, so P.G. Woodhouse. Okay, Woodhouse, yeah. So uh, Wooster, Bertie Wooster, writes a narrative of his encounter with the Cthulhu mythos. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe it's called What Ho, the Lurking Deep. <laughs> wait, 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 this is in the Black Dossier. It's in the Black Dossier. Because, now I have to pick it up. Because Jeeves and Wooster temporarily joined the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen <laughs> in the 20s. And <laughs> I mean, there are parts of it where like, this is funny, but most of the people oh that go, oh, God. yes, I saw that movie, you're just going to go, what the? Yeah. I don't get this at yeah. all. And then the last quarter of it goes into 3D. There's 3D glasses. Nice. And goes into the burning, uh, the the blazing lands. Uh, and it basically turns into what Promethea was. If you read Promethea. A bit, yeah. And, and the sad thing I realized is, well, South Park actually just did this with their <laughs> imagination, their land yes. of imagination. imagination. Too bad. And it's almost the same thing. You know, in the land of imagination, they drove this, they rode this huge balloon, which um, has this obscure British children's character named the Gollywog, who is basically racially offensive, the big white lips, and it's a black, yeah. like, mm. you know, baby doll. Mm-hmm. And apparently there's a one of the books is about the adventures of the Gollywog and his two Dutch dolls. And originally the original art apparently has rather exaggerated female forms. So basically that turns pornographic too as all these puppets basically are, you know, taking time out from their sex to help uh, Quartermain and Mina escape. It's just bizarre. It's just bizarre. Oh, and Emma Peel is in there as well. Yeah, oh, nice. Emma, Emma Peel. So... Uh, what was noteworthy about the first series, or the first two series, is that mm-hmm. when they came out, they came out on hardback, and then they came out with an annotated edition, or they came out with the annotations with separately. The, uh, yeah, somebody those, else did those that Those volumes were actually bigger than the original. Cause mm-hmm. the, the, and the were they included in the Absolute League of Extraordinary yes, Gentlemen? Yes, they were. Yeah. And so those are... Those show just how much density there is on every page. Which I I knew that, and I was there. fine. But it, but it, didn't but it get sounds w- like he's trying to one up. It him didn't get in the way of enjoying the story. No, and this that's was true. like, this is all. I'm not sure if I enjoyed it. It really was. And he said it was a source book that got a hand. But the average consumer, I, you know, I'm going to put together, uh, you know, our holiday gift guide, you know, for the book section. Sure. I, I just can't, in good it. conscience, recommend this. Though I'm sure there are a lot of people going, well, the, you know, it's a hardback, it's thirty bucks. You know, the average comic fan is going to pick that up, but it'll make a great gift for them. No, I mean, it's like well, it's you, one. You could put it in there, but with the recommendation, this is only for real Zorlacki. I'm, I'm going to loan or... it to Goodson with a note that says, "I have to watch you read this, and I get to laugh <laughs> at you as you go." What? Oh, I don't know. 
Uh, you won't have the stamina. Wait, wait, wait. Can, perhaps maybe... Since I know for a fact you did not read 1984 in high school okay. when he was supposed to. Uh, I never had to. Anyway, no, you should get... get you, go ahead and get them the book, but get them the collector's edition, which has all the background reading material you need to do before you can understand the actual book itself. It sounds like it's about 40 volumes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of, of other people's work. I didn't work. say it would be practical. Yeah. I no, just it's it not a practical help. gift. Uh, yeah, so anyway, yeah, but that's... What Woodhouse book goes with To come back <laughs> around, this is how Scott Dunbeer got fired, because okay. there were certain clear clearances that couldn't be done. You know, in, in England, the copyright law is different. Right. Possibly there might even still be an issue with the Ian Fleming estate, because Jimmy, he's never called Bond, but you know exactly who he is. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, Marvel did that for years with the, in the Master of Kung Fu. They had the character who was always alluding to the fact that he was the son of James Bond. Did right? they? Yeah, sure. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, but it, and they couldn't say Fu Manchu. It was Fu Manchu either. Well, they had to drop Fu Manchu after they lost the rights to use the name. Uh, okay. So they, they had the it. rights for a couple of years, and then, but, they, uh, okay. and then they had to drop it. Because it was originally Shang, uh, son of Fu Manchu. Yeah, he was yeah. son of Fu Manchu. I, I vaguely recall that. Yeah. So. Uh, who Fu Manchu was actually the villain in the first League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So it was there. The copyrights have, have what? Speaking of. Hey. Look at him coming in on the red carpet. Mr. Michael Goodson. Good the man we just voted least likely to understand, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Black Dossier. That's so true. Yes. <laughs> You're not even going to fight it. That's awesome. Nope. Okay. So, uh, let's just say I believe today, uh, Countdown Arena, this is just a, a pimping thing, that Countdown Arena by Keith Champagne, friend of Fanboy Planet, comes out. The one Countdown crossover I don't feel too badly about buying because at least it puts food in his child's mouth. Uh, and we're going to talk about this thing because Aaron will have a, an opinion. I don't know. Michael might even have an opinion. Oh, I'm sure to have an opinion regardless of whether or not I know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get through the day. Thing. That's why they put you behind a counter where no one can talk to you. All right. Well, the Dabble Brothers, who you may recall from years past, having uh, the Hedge Knight, having uh, very successfully given Marvel Comics a huge boost in, in market share with the Anita Blake Vampire Hunter series until uh, Marvel, in, in exchange, booted them, have come blazing back with a deal with Del Rey, entering Del Rey Books, which is a science fiction imprint, fantasy imprint as well, right? Yes. Yeah. That uh, sure. is venturing. <laughs> see, there you are with that fabled opinion. Uh, <laughs> there's a moral to it at the end. And uh, they are venturing into publishing comic books for the Dabble Brothers. And the Dabble Brothers have, I think we had talked about before, they got Dean R. Kuntz's Frankenstein, and you seemed, Rick, yeah. vaguely excited by that. Yeah. Um, even though I'm not familiar with that. But they got... You should be. Well, yes. <laughs> I'm chastised. Or else. Or else. Dean Kuntz, good writer. Frankenstein, good material. Okay. <laughs> Kevin J. Anderson helps him with the novels, doesn't he? Isn't it? Series out. Or maybe that's what I'm saying is Kevin J. Anderson might be adapting the comics. I don't know. No, I think Anderson is. But the other, the, but the other property that they've announced is they've got the Dresden Files, which, which is kind of awesome. Send little Mikey Wegger up in Canada. We miss you. Why are you not writing to us, <laughs> little Mikey Wegger? Are you uh, okay? I, yeah, I want to know because because uh, well over a year ago he wrote to me and said you really ought to read these Dresden Files, and I actually picked up the first Stormfront, yep. which will be adapted. So they're going to alternate uh, basically in between. Uh, adapting, adapting the novels and then doing fill-in material. They're going to start with a four-issue origin of Harry Dresden. It's worth noting that this was a failed Sci-Fi Channel uh, series. Right. Yeah, I, I, I do have to stand in defense that it wasn't horrific. It just had nothing no, to do with horrific. it. It, 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 it was nothing. failed, though. No, it was failed. It had nothing to do failed. with the books yeah. at all. But you yeah. could enjoy them on your own merit. Kind of, yeah. My parents seemed they to enjoy too them. Bad, they weren't too bad, but they, they tried to be a little too policey. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like cop. 
It was story. too procedural and less yeah. less emphasis on Dresden. Okay. And what yeah. He does. So hey, yeah. So, uh, so they'll be doing a four issue. Let's uh, make it accessible. Put the cops in there. Everyone written by cops. written by Jim issues. Butcher. So there you go. I mean, he's overseeing the whole thing. He's very excited. That puts a warm feeling in my heart. It'd does be interesting it? to yes. see if Del Rey does them in standard comic format. You know, the floppies versus doing graphic novels. I which have no idea. I, I might tend to expect that they might go that direction. Did you just call comic books floppies? He did call yes. them floppies. I don't know how I feel about that. I didn't. I, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I didn't make that up. I heard it here. No, no. You coined time. it. Did no, I? As far as I'm concerned. Okay. Do I need to give it's him a It's official. Uh, Every time somebody uses it, I get a nickel. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. All in favor, say aye. 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 There we go. All right. So that should... <laughs> Aaron has abstained from voting. <laughs> Fine. But, you know, sure. Now, like again, will, be the, will this be one of those books... That possibly gets Aaron Frost to not only have an opinion, but will she maybe buy a book? You very rarely buy comics. I know, I know I, that you occasionally it, do. I buy, I borrow them from my friend. I just finished Wanted, actually. Oh, okay. I was re- researching. Did you read that in hardcover or floppy? Paperback, because okay. it was neither. I think we've heard enough from the floppy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We're just moving on now. Um, King of Awkward Silences? No, that, 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 you're, you're actually right. That is something I would actually purchase. Okay, see. I would be interested in collecting that because I am a big fan of the Dresden Files. Okay. Um, so I enjoy them as well. So they were right when they told me, you know, hang on tight, you're going to love what we come up with. And, and I thought, oh, well, how are they going to top Anita Blake? Because that seemed to have yeah. drawn a lot of people in as the Dark Tower, which is a New York that – uh, no, they didn't do the Dark Tower, but Marvel is following suit with that with the Dark Tower, which has become a number one bestseller on the New York Times. Now, arguably, arguably Anita is more popular because the books have been in more reprints and more series. They come out in hardback now every time. The Dresden have started Dresden, coming out in yeah, hardback. Dresden just started. Um, and they've gone back and they're starting to reissue the first couple series in hardback again. So they've, reissued, they've reissued them in paperback with new covers. But there's the first one I yeah. saw in hardback just recently. They're starting to do that now, So too. if you want to, it's like for people who want to collect it. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. Let the paperbacks, let the floppies be floppy, you know. <laughs> what about the Fermis? That Enrico is not Fermi? coined. We are not en- coining Enrico that. Enrico Fermi? <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, you're not going to get anything there. Okay, uh, so another odd uh, blast from the past. Oh, you know, I should also say I got a look at something we've we been uh, previewed back in San Diego, which was Ed Burns, right? Edward Burns, the filmmaker, has a book from Virgin Comics. Ooh. Ooh Doc Walloper. Did you take a look at Doc Walloper? Doc Walloper? Doc, no, Doc is in D-O-C-K, as in a Doc, loading Doc. Not as in Doc Walloper and his amazing crew? <laughs> no, not like that, no, no. Um, it's a weird 1930s um, mob story, uh, and I, it was not what I expected. I went, meant to pass along this week, and I'm sorry, didn't, since last week's attempt to pass around... Uh, the, the other the Dan Dare read it so well. Did you did it, you enjoy Dan Dare? Can you can you I, speak now? I have now? to agree with I believe it was Michael who said. Mm. Uh, he hadn't read it. I hadn't read it either, but I had an opinion, and Rick agrees with it. <laughs> <laughs> great. The two of now you now he's justified. He'll sad. never stop now. Okay. Well, great. No, I think it's Sharon. Not. If you're listening at home, I'm so sorry that <laughs> your marriage has been Beautiful destroyed art. by Rick Bretschneider. My marriage is wonderful. End of story. <laughs> Beautiful art. Uh, the the dialogue was fine, and uh, I, I, it just didn't. It, 
didn't really go anywhere until like the last page. So it's just setting up a bigger story. Yeah, it was setting up a bigger story, which is the standard now. Ooh, a three dollar setup, awesome. That yeah. was that describes Thor number one. It'll make a great trade paperback, but you resent All those having it as the first ones. issue. Yeah. Uh, then you get to number two, and then number two is really exciting. You know, Thor yeah. picked up. Well, sure, because now you have to actually move that paper. <laughs> yeah, now you got it. Now you got it. Uh, so we got a preview also from Marvel this week. You may not have seen this, but I, I mentioned last week Straczynski's other project, The Twelve, about the 12 lame Marvel superheroes from the 40s that were put on ice by the Nazis. That would include Mastermind Excello. Mastermind right? Excello. And Dr. Walloper. Dr. Walloper. The Laughing Mask. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Are these names to Rockman? Who owns the rights to Rockman? I got Rockman for the 360. Oh, no, it's <laughs> Rock Band. Yeah, okay. Band. Yes. Uh, no, Rock, yeah. They, so they did a little preview issue this this week by reprinting some of those original stories. So if you have wondered why you'd never heard of those heroes before, well, now you know. The Phantom Reporter, that's my favorite. If you're going to fight crime and your secret identity is a reporter, make sure that your crime-fighting identity as well is a reporter because it's important for the superhero. So for his costume, he just douses himself with flour. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It's like the. It, it was like the Crimson Avenger. He had a mask and. Uh, I'd like an interview. Yes. Ooh. He had a mask and a slouch hat and thing, but it's really all he had to do was take off the cape and the mask and the domino mask, and he was. That's himself. the spirit. Yeah, it, essentially, but with a cape. The spirit oh, cape. Have a cape. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My favorite, and they haven't. They didn't reprint a story, and this is what I really wanted them to reprint. No Sorry. Was a character called, and you're going and the Laughing Blade. So there's a lot of laughing, uh, and the Laughing Blade is a guy that is topless and it's just got the little pantaloons, <laughs> and a it's flop. a guy with a sword and pixie boots. <laughs> 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 Pretty much. <laughs> these are the guys that accurately named. <laughs> it seems yeah, ironic that none argue. of these guys who should have been in Seduction of the Innocent actually appeared in Seduction. <laughs> I know, isn't it amazing? So, uh, but actually, but it's got. Uh, Chris Weston on art, who did uh, Ministry in Space years ago for Warren Ellis. Oh. So it's an artist I really like. So I think this is a series that might actually be worth picking up. Just don't pick up this little preview book because I think I think they're charging three bucks for reprints of things that were utterly crap in the 40s. That even in the 40s, when no one had taste, went, "This is crap," <laughs> because they only had like two or three stories. So, but now it's beloved crap. It is. It's yeah. almost historical crap, actually. Thus, it becomes Kitsch, I think, is the official historical crap name, Kitsch. Mm. So it's become something I stick in the corner of my house and dust every now and then. Mm-hmm. Or oh, not. Okay. Like, like brother. Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea how true that is. Anyway. Uh. Or do I? <laughs> okay. Well, um, awkward Jared, silence. I, uh, I didn't actually plan on joining the podcast. You, you know, invited me to. I was here really here just to uh, throw out a topic I've been pondering myself. I'm going to completely hijack whatever agenda you have. Gee, really? Has has everyone here caught up on Heroes? Yes. We're all caught up on Heroes. Derek isn't. That's fine. No. Aaron, that's fine. Never seen it. All right, you you two walk over there and uh, we'll we'll, we'll discuss No, no, I I don't mind. So in the the season finale uh, on Monday... Peter stops the Shanti virus from being released. Oh, okay. Uh, Pretty sure you guys were all going to figure out that... Just like Colossus did with a legacy virus? So basically they saved the world. They saved the world. They saved the children. However, he has a girlfriend who's in a future that now no longer exists. Yes, I know. It's not her, it's him. I knew knew it was going to end like that. I knew it was going to end like that. I knew it. It's like, dude, before you do anything else... 
travel forward in time a year because she's stuck in an alternate future. Exactly. Uh, Wait, no. so he just killed his own girlfriend? Well, well what, what happened was he, he killed a character early. I really didn't care about to begin oh, with. Not really killed. <laughs> he, uh, he erased. He read Let's just say her Irish accent was as bad as the as Michael's Australian accent the day he tried to convince his high school class that he was Australian. Oi, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. Uh, That's how I would dump every girl <laughs> if I had that Take power. her a year to the future <laughs> and go, oh, I'm sorry, you're being quarantined. Oh, honey, honey, blink. blink. <laughs> I've got to get back. Th- what? Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, shucks. Okay, I just knew that was what, where that yeah. was going, mm-hmm. too. Oh, yeah. yeah. No uh, one no one in the show seems to realize it, well, especially Peter. Her family's all dead. True. Yeah, so. Peter? It, as long as Peter. I mean, that I. That girl you fell in love with over the course of four episodes <laughs> is now gone. Now gone. Cry or something. Well, yeah. just, I realize it has. Oh, there'll be the screaming. I, if you're gonna, at some if you're point. gonna open up for the criticism, I realized when they went back in time four months to show you what had happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they did not allow nearly enough time for Nathan to have become a bearded alcoholic oh, yeah. who was isolated from his family, which yeah. is what they've been saying. And then they said, you know, one week ago. And he was fine. That's when he was healed. One week previously, prior to the first episode of the season, where he was a bearded alcoholic, not allowed, by law, to see his own children. A plot point still left unexplained, and perhaps best left forgotten. Yeah, it'll be forgotten. Um, You know who I blame? Sorry. Society? Jeff Loeb. Okay. Anyway. No, one other non-spoiler. It, it, it's it's watching like Superman, Batman, re- Red. So go ahead. One other non-spoiler because we all know that this it wasn't originally supposed to stop right now. It's the writer's strike. They cut it <laughs> off at this point. <laughs> yes. But they still did a closure and volume two mm-hmm. on this on this little. Which they thing. were planning to do. Were they? They oh, were. Okay. So it's a volume two and volume three were supposed to be this season. Oh, so they did have these all in the can and yes. it was planned out. To yes. Be. Okay. Well, I feel better now because they did the next volume. They they. As they did with the end of the first volume, they did a teaser on the next volume. Okay. So, yeah. Continue. Okay. May I? We're going to talk movies. No, nice, no, no. You go ahead. That's nice a, insight, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Oh, no, it bothered me. Like, the second he left her there. Oh, like, yeah. you got to go back and get... Wait. Now you're... Okay. Well, you're... But you're going to release the virus. Okay. Oh, well, now you're stuck. Wait, no! Well, I'm glad you're here because, you know, you She's supplied, you supplied uh, the impetus for me to actually post something I today. made you what, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You made me impotent, mm-hmm. and usually just the sound of your voice. Typically, boom. yeah. Oh, that's it. thank you. Yeah, I needed that visual. Thank you. You didn't. Need, no, you didn't. The hand. Your hand. No. Uh, what were you doing with your hand, <laughs> Aaron? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you want me to movies. cut that part out, don't you? Please. Nah, that's all right. He'll leave right. it in. Okay. Swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know. I well, I, you know, we, what did, no, I played baseball with boys. So yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that was in marching band. It's all right. It's not. Uh, anyway, the, uh, the the Dark Knight poster came out after last week. We talked about the look of the of the Joker. Now I I don't even care that I'm bothered by the look of the Joker because that poster is so damn cool. <laughs> I've been looking for it, and apparently I haven't looked hard enough. Apparently you're not on you didn't look on Fanboy No, Planet. I haven't looked on Fanboy Planet because I'm a horrible, horrible person. You hurt me, but. Anyway. No, I've been busy. Oh, really? Doing what? Looking at other websites? You're seeing other websites behind her back. It's not you. It's her. I know. <laughs> you, web whore. Actually, in this case, it is true. That's It's her. It's her. I'm taking you into yeah, the future anyway. and then changing something back <laughs> here. <laughs> You're gone. Oh! They'll never find I'm you. I'm sorry. <laughs> we... 
Now there's no more toenail fungus. Okay, that's it. It's over. Um, okay, no. No. I, I have seen pictures of Heath Ledger, though. I think he looks terrifying, which I'm okay with because it's the Joker. He's on the cover of Wizard this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we only had a lackey, he could run around the corner and grab that uh, and grab that cover of Wizard. Why? I'm not contributing anything. No, I'm you're not a lackey. Sit, sit. The Dark Knight poster, of course, is... Hey, maid, go get the wizard. I'll get, <laughs> I'll get it because Michael hasn't been here that long. I haven't been here that long. Well, you haven't. I get to so he's sit. contributing now. You haven't. So you pointed, you saw that poster. You are way yes, into it. Was, uh, yeah, very, very cool. Very so. It's a teaser poster. It's not, I don't think, the official poster. Yeah. It's. Uh, but it's, I think it'll be in movie theaters, though, which is... It's uh, some black mascara eyes drawn on a wall. The Batman symbol sort of written in red lipstick, I would assume. Yeah. And it, it forms a face, and then it, it tops as, um, why so serious? Which is, why so serious.com is the Joker's website, which is active yeah. and doing all kinds of stuff. So, But it was funny because I saved it, and then I saw it a little, it, really, it is so effective, it looks like the Joker in a thumbnail form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, t- really tiny. It's like, oh, oh, that's right. It's the bat. Okay, so, you know, it's cool. It's uh, it's very cool. Hey, look, it's a magazine. Oh. Hey, look, a wizard. And look, is it? A Heath Ledger. Is Heath Ledger that's on the <laughs> <laughs> what? Does it say Gandalf? Oh, oh, I get it. Oh, <laughs> and a little, a little something bonus. for Micah. A li- oh, cripes. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, it is the joke. He's looking very disturbing in that picture. He, yeah, but I, I like it just because It doesn't the look as disturbing, disturbing as the Empire one did. The Empire one looked a little more disturbing, yeah. yeah. This one looks like this one looks like his makeup's... <laughs> he slept in it like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. He might runny. have. And meanwhile, in, an, uh, in another corner of the... Uh, of the DC Universe and film, we got uh, rumors today of uh, a Flash casting, of a Superman casting. Flash casting? Superman. For Justice League, for the Justice League movie oh, with George right, Miller, right, right. which is going to be treated as its own little separate thing, even though we've got a very successful Batman franchise. Someone else put Batman in the Justice League movie. I don't have a problem with that. A new guy playing Superman. Uh, Adam Brody, who was Seth on the OC, is uh, alleged to be playing The Flash, Wally West, oh. since the script of it, uh, allegedly opens with the death of Barry Allen. Oh, dear. Oh, anyway... Um, and then and this it was for Rick earlier this week. I hope you noticed that I did. I uh, posted the woman that they claimed the Australian supermodel they claimed to be Wonder Woman. And I'd have to say, smoking. Okay, well there we go. So uh, no, everything. The only Australian supermodel I can think of right now is the, is the Victoria's Secret. No, one. it's one we never knew. Oh, so, okay. you know, she's very. I, I, she has the the most perfect curve from her jaw to her ear. It's just like I actually Wikipedia'd her. Apparently, she's very popular in Italy. And she's done, she hosts a lot of his, uh, Australian game shows. Oh, okay. But there was one photo that, seriously, aside from the fact that, you know, yes, yeah, she's gorgeous, it did so much look to me like that Brian Boland figure. Yeah. That I was like, no okay, yeah, it. she's got the physicality she for it. She could put on maybe 15 pounds. Today on Fanboy Planet, I put a photographic guide to the people that are rumored to be cast as everything because she was replacing that woman. Megan something was replacing... Uh, someone else, Teresa Palmer, who was rumored to be in the running for Wonder Woman, who is now rumored to be playing Talia of uh, Ra's al Ghul's daughter. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, daughter of the demon. Daughter of the demon as one of the I'm villains. Talia. I, I still kind of like Kobe Smulders as Wonder Woman. I'm just saying these just things me, just now. So. You know, go ahead. Correct me, Michael, because I know it's your high point of the day. I always thought her name was Talia. Sorry yeah, there, no. Big D. Ouch. That's what you tell me people call you. Uh, Ouch. Anyway. Oh, anyway. <clears throat> well, you know, at least it's a letter that makes sense. So, um, 
Yeah. So they're keeping these separate universes. While in the uh, on the Marvel side, rumor has it this week that there's a scene being filmed for both Hulk and Iron Man from two different points of view that will appear in both films. Ooh. Crossing over Hulk and Iron Man with Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury in between. Oh, really? Cool. <laughs> so, really? Really? Mm. Yes. That's just. I find this to be a tasty idea. I believe Sorry. it. Well, <laughs> I, I believe it when I see it. Okay, we, maybe the wrong idea. But what, they're but anyway. both from Paramount, and, they, and we knew that they were supposedly heading and setting up for. A, then they can an sell it as a box set. Uh, the Nick Fury okay. kind of adventure. No, no not as a <laughs> oh, Nick Fury. Marketing. Yeah, no, I mean, but yeah, I mean, we get Hulk in uh, <clears throat> to well, is Hulk this summer already too? So it's Iron Man in May and I'm Hulk not sure in July. Summer. I think it's late next year. Is it 2009? They, they had just started filming during Comic Con. Yeah, so. please. X Men filmed in like three days, and uh, well, yeah, which, which X Men are we talking about? Three. Yeah, that's all it took. No, no, three took three, three, three took two years. It, it was just badly done. That's all. It's there between Brian Singer. No, three in three days, Brian Singer can tell a better story than Brett Ratner can in three years. Granted. Yeah, see, there Three we go. days of filming, two years to try and fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and exactly. And failing. But to get back to the, um, the DC mm-hmm. Justice League stuff, I don't have a problem with Batman being a different Batman in the Justice League because for years and years... Um, he was different when he was in the Justice League than he was in the regular book. Which is kind of true. I do think, you know, Batman stories... you got to tone him down a little bit, otherwise he just overpower everybody. Yeah, Batman stories, Batman's cool, and Justice League, he's a very, he's, he's different. He has to be different. He, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they all have to be different. I mean, I'm not terribly familiar with Justice League, sadly, but it just... Don't give me that eyebrow. <laughs> okay. It, I mean. It's just always struck me as kind of a separate area. And not something to be seen in the same same series as mm-hmm, just Superman mm-hmm. or just Batman. So yeah. it makes sense to me no, okay. as an uh, uh, illiterate, in this case, yeah. average viewer. Well, most of the Justice League characters are kind of bright and up more than Batman would. Yeah, right. that, those don't describe what, Batman very much. Especially what Christopher Nolan's doing with, the dark, with, you know, his, with Christian Bale that doesn't fit with, hey, now Joel Schumacher were directing. Wait! That's not Adam West. <laughs> I object. Seriously, I object. Really? Okay. I think Christopher Nolan should get Adam West for the final Batman film. You heard it. You heard it. Christopher Nolan does The Dark Knight Returns with Adam West. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's 50 years later. <laughs> uh, it's a good okay. day to die. Uh, <laughs> so. Only if he does Frank Miller's Old chump. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, odd ca- not at odd casting news. Actually, I, I wish Lon were here to just drool a little bit, of course. And again, a thing that I think it was Michael sent me today. I had seen it, but it's like when I get the emails from Michael, I'll go, I better post this. Because I realize not everybody goes to all the websites that Michael does. They have jobs that, you know, they can't sure. surf the web all day. <laughs> and uh, that is that Ray Park, Darth Maul, uh, rumored to be attached as Iron Fist to uh, the Iron Fist Marvel movie, has now been cast as... The one G.I. Joe that I could totally see Ray Park's acting ability or lack thereof the silent not one. messing up. <laughs> Ray Park is Snake Eyes. Ooh. Ooh. The only G.I. Joe I actually know. That would be a Toad <laughs> and Darth Maul. That's, I forgot did, about did Toad. I forgot toad? about Toad. He did yeah, speak he did with, speak with toad. toad. But isn't Snake Eyes supposed to be like horribly scarred under the mask? Yes. And, yeah, so but he's a great fighter. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. And Ray Park has a magnificent physicality. You should see, there's, I mean, uh, they, 
put him in a trailer for Dark Horse put him in the trailer for The Descendants, which was this really weird independent comic. I'll, I'll see if I can dig up where my copies are and show they're horrible. But the trailer is like I thought I read this comic book, three issue miniseries, and went, It's a good idea. I didn't really like the execution all that much. We talked about it like in an August podcast. And said, you know, it's good the art was not great. It was like but Dark Horse liked enough to try to get drum up business by doing, doing a, a live trailer, action trailer. Live action trailer with Ray Park. And it's like Oh yeah, Ray Park could sort of look like that character, yeah. and then he speaks, and it's just like he no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason a British guy voiced over. He was yeah, voiced Darth over Maul, in, yes. as Darth Maul. You know, uh, somebody dubbed him in. To go, Still though, Ghostbusters, awesome song. Got to give him credit. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> that was his son. Anyway. uh... Thanks to give credit to. Here's just a rumor. We're going to get a little political. Because apparently Morgan Spurlock, did you see Super Size Me? Who is Batman endorsing, Derek? No, no, no. Uh, Morgan yeah. Spurlock, the filmmaker who did uh, Super Size Me, you know, he lived off McDonald's for 30 days. Right. Apparently, uh, he's got a movie coming out called Where in the World is Osama Bin Laden? I saw that on your thing, and I was like, "That's such an excellent." Have you heard reference. of? Have you Call the website. I want the posters where Osama is somewhere in among. The well, crowd. here's the thing. Here's the thing that they're playing KG, but allegedly, and it's not been confirmed, but allegedly, he found him. He got to interview him and interviewed him. Holy really crap! And yeah, so, yeah. if this is true, <laughs> I like any cool news put it. He is going to Guantanamo Bay, where he will in no way be tortured until he reveals <laughs> what he knows. He'll be fed McDonald's I'm sure for 60 days. I'm sure if it's true, you know, it was him and a cameraman blindfolded for four days, traveling in a truck. I don't uh, care about that. The point is... They ended up at a barbecue shop in Maine. Osama's <laughs> <laughs> been hiding out. <laughs> but, yeah, so apparently this uh, we've got this documentary coming out, and if, if that's true... Uh, wow. Uh, it's get political true, just because it's just... The United States Intelligence Service is going to look a little bit cheapish, I Speaking think. of facepalm... <laughs> <laughs> They're going to hire Heath Ledger to go and... <laughs> just, yeah, that's it. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's just really bizarre. And I thought it's worth mentioning just or, because... Or, or it's the most awesome you know, publicity campaign ever. Oh, uh, Did he find it? But, but, after, but after the opening night, when somebody sees it, goes, nah, he didn't find it. That's just some guy in a beard. It's That's Osama Ben Laden. <laughs> it's Michelle Saman. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, great. And thank you for the Justice Department members listening in now. Investigating Fanboy Planet once again. That's Michelle Saman. He's in Japan. Leave us alone. All right. So, <laughs> so you know, that's it. The television, we skipped ahead already to Heroes, and that's really the only thing with subs we had. Nobody here watched Tin Man, apparently. My father did. Okay, Aaron, give us a report, and can you impersonate your father as you tell us? I basically sound like my father. His voice is just deeper, so really... Really? It would just be down here. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I've just... I've I don't know. Anyway. No. <laughs> Your father's a very confused man. You know, man. a lot of buildup no, for I'm not confused. much payoff, which I think is what Tin Man was like. So that's Pretty okay. much. Hey. No, my father said he watched it. He said it was crap. He refused to watch any here's the uh, he Here's the word on the street, according to the crazy lady that I work with, who loves to talk to me about sci-fi channel premieres. Jeez. She loved it. How'd you feel about Flash Gordon? She didn't talk to me about Flash Gordon, but she nope. said she Did loved Tin, tin man? man, so... See, I would take that as a word of warning. If you know, <laughs> do we dare bring Anna over and ask her if she watched it? Let's let's see. 
Did anyone in the store see Tin Man? No. Yeah? Come back Come here. You're here. the winner. Dave, get back here. Dave K. Who's other I'm turning over my microphone to Cause, Dave. Because you got to go someplace? Is that it? You promised your wife you'd be home? Well, I love my children, so I'm going to you know, see them. You only have one. Yeah, I was going to say children. Way to fake it. Say hi to the girls at the brothel for me. <laughs> yeah, I met her. Okay, that makes sense. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, we need a quick... Uh, this is the microphone, Dave. Get close. Introduce right. him. Introduce him. Uh, this is... Can I use your real name or do you want to go Say by Dave your... Dave K. Dave K. Yeah, I wasn't going to go there. Uh, Dave K, who has written a few reviews for Fanboy Planet. Sadly, not many recently, but no. there we go. He's here to sit down and tell us because he's the only one of us who managed to remember that Tin Man was on Sunday night. Go ahead. Dave, tell us about Tin Man. Uh, I watched about a half an hour on the TiVo. The acting was wretched. <laughs> the Zoe Desconnell was wretched. Oh, my God. It was, it was Alan Cumming was wretched. I'm going to guess that the director Weep. was not very effective for some reason. It was, okay. It was not well played. Um, I didn't think much of the script, and the the effects were really poor. I was I thought they had it down with Battlestar Galactica. I mean, yeah. Then you didn't watch forward. Flash Gordon. <laughs> no, I didn't watch Flash. Yeah, Gordon. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It, it, just proved, had me fooled. it just proved that uh, that the UK making Battlestar Galactica, you know, somebody other than sci-fi actually paying for a series, you get special effects. Yeah. All right, sci-fi that, pays maybe for that it. That was the problem. You pay for but it. My dad's got a field. We can make a Flash <laughs> Gordon movie. <laughs> well, they can make. We a, could a, do a much better version in your dad's field. Let's go now. And calling the Oz the OZ is is treacherously close to copyright infringement, isn't it? Really, the OZ? Come on. Well, I'm, I I don't know. So no, if yeah. you live in Southern California, they call it the OZ. No, they do. They do. Legitimately no, they didn't call, call it the OC in the '90s. That's that's a made up thing by Fox. No, because there was a movie. I lived in the LA. <laughs> no one called it the OC. It was okay. Orange County. Yeah. All right. I anyway. called it Disneyland. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so did we. Yeah, it, it was uh, distasteful. I didn't, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> distasteful. We don't really hear that very no, often. No, that's a good word. No. Well, there you go. Did you make it through all three parts? No, you no, no. I went through half an hour, and I realized there were three that I was parts. mortal. Yeah, there no. were three parts. <laughs> you were mortal. Yeah, I realized, yeah, wow, my life is was. Is there no? Uh, uh, <laughs> or maybe doing this thing. So. Is there no anodyne for this? Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah I finished stuff. up last night. It was the last night. Wow. I, 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 part of me wants to know, and because I like Every actor that I know in that. I mean, yeah, me too. Because yeah. you've got Richard Dreyfus, you've got um, Kathleen it. Robertson. She's kind of under, uh, you know, underrated. That's the only reason I watch it. I like the cast. I, I like, like Alan Cumming. I, I don't Cummings know who's doing it. I, yes. I don't know the actor playing the, the Cowardly Lion uh, archetype. But, uh, oh, but uh, well, it's the sci-fi channel. You'll have an infinite number of chances to see it again <laughs> Oh, and again. well, okay, great. And I'm, maybe this weekend. Yeah, no mm. doubt. Yeah. Bring alcohol. No, that's all right. Uh, some kind of hallucinogen might help. Uh, well, okay. Go in the effects Think about yourself. this, you know. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, well, I wish it was better. I wanted to like it. I know. We'd like quality stuff. You know, I I was going to – I don't have much to say about those other things, but that, that uh, the writer's track we mentioned, you know, Heroes has kind of messed things up. It's annual. We see the rest of Heroes. I think the season's pretty much a wash. But NBC is moving forward with a project, and I think it's Lee's Bears mentioning that we haven't really talked about it before. Maybe. Life. Oh, no? No, not Quarter Life? Knight Rider. Oh, oh, yeah, Knight I heard Rider. about this. The so, show that doesn't need Dude, they turned the it. car into a Mustang. Okay, you have an opinion. See, look at you. Wait, is it a <laughs> like two in this entire <laughs> thing. That's more opinions than I have about Knight Rider. I'm I never so watched proud. the show. Mustang, an 80s Mustang. I swear to you, the no, only, the only thing, modern Mustang. The only thing Mustang. I know about Knight Rider is David Hasselhoff was in it, and I remember seeing a commercial for the one with the identical evil twin car. 
Uh, there's the car, oh, car, K-A-R-R, no. and him with the goatee, and I remember him just walking over and going, Michael Knight must die. And that's all <laughs> I remember of, of Knight Rider. I, so I, I remember very little as well. But. So does that mean the Mustang's the Trans Am of today? Yeah, I guess, so. I guess so. so. It makes me a little bit, I mean, I like Mustangs. Well, but, but this but, is, although know. apparently there's a big screen version as well being developed that that's would be I originally a thought. complete remake. This is a ser- is a sequel series. So Michael Knight, David Hasselhoff will appear as Michael Knight as an old man. Hey, the Hoff can still do it. He just the like Hoff can still, man. but he's not. No, he's not going to be leading. Somebody else is going to be driving the new uh, kit. And it got mentioned today that it looks like the old kit will at least so be able Knight to Rider make, Beyond. Yeah, yeah, basically, Terry McGinnis will be in there. It'll turn out that uh, an old black woman implanted Michael Knight's DNA in him. I've given away an ending, haven't I? I guess so. Okay. Because <laughs> Dave K. looks, looks suddenly intrigued. <laughs> Sorry. That sounded like a good plot point. That, that was Justice League Unlimited. That's how Batman Beyond ended up. Oh, thanks for spoiling that. Well, that was, two. that was three years ago. What happens at the end of Dune, Derek? I, 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 I fell asleep. <laughs> I, I don't know. That was a movie that I thought I, w- I thought I was sleeping through the first time, sure, and then I watched it again, and then I realized, no, I did actually watch the whole thing. <laughs> I was so convinced I'd fallen asleep and do it and miss something, and then... Which one, the David Lynch? Yeah, the, even the David Lynch really one. The yeah. David Lynch, because that was so dreadful, I, I was sure no yeah. one would fall asleep during it. You have to... You've read the books. Yeah, I read the books. Yeah. I read the books for it. But let's talk about the real exciting TV news this week. Okay, well, why don't you tell us what that is? There's going to be another Serenity uh, miniseries in really? the comic. Really? Yeah. Well, that's oh, comic. comic. See, that's comic that's news. Not, that's yeah. TV but, news. But, you know, we were talking about this last week. That was one of our wishes, Serenity. Yeah, more Serenity. Well, well, we knew that was happening, too. It's, you, you listen to Goodson was saying that. He knew it was happening. Has, anyway, uh, has there been any word on these, this direct-to-DVD sequel that's been floating around, though? Uh, not really hearing a thing. I mean, because everything for Joss Whedon is up in the air. Yeah. I believe on Friday, by the time we get probably get this podcast out, it'll have happened. We'll see what happens. But on Friday, he's... Uh, Going to have a mutant enemy uh, fan storm picket of NBC Studios. He's organizing fans to go and try to settle, and and you know we're rapidly approaching the point. It's almost too late to go back into production for most shows. Uh, CBS is going to take Dexter and Californication and edit out the naughty bits and show those as brand new series on CBS. Really. Yeah, that's less mood versus things. Wow, how would that work for Dexter? Wow. I have no idea because I haven't is watched Dexter yet. Is now? Is I, 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 I believe he just, he just feels like giving them such a pinch sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you don't stop being bad, I'm, ooh, ooh. Uh, so, Indian burn. Uh, yeah, so I don't know uh-huh. how that's supposed to work, but that's apparently CBS's plan because they've got the showtime in their back pocket. You know, but everybody else is going to go into repeats and reality series, and by the time they can get rolling back up, I'd say almost everything's watched. Like, I was excited you confirmed for me last week because I'm catching up on Pushing Daisies. It's got a full season order. We're not going to see that full season. It's just not going to happen. Did Chuck get, Chuck got the full season? Chuck though. got the full season as well. The but only they're thing, not. I think Journeyman got canceled, and that was it. Oh, really? Are you kidding? Did you watch the last no, episode of know. Chuck? <laughs> so he, and one behind. There's, there's, there's. Well, go ahead. There's a threat at the end of Chuck, right? So, in the end, and the teaser after it says, Chuck will return in 2008. We hope. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, are you talking about the threat or the writer's strike? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the threat is the writer's the strike. strike. Mm. You know, who knows? But the, the other thing is, it's also rolling into pilot season. Nobody can write new pilots, so you know. It's a busy time yeah. in the spring. So you mean I have to leave my house this coming year? Yes, you might. Oh, God. 
We'll find things find for you to do. Okay. Well, because, you know, movies aren't going to be affected for another year or so. Oh, okay. So there will there'll still be screenings we can all go to and enjoy and skip and jump and go, ooh, Harry Potter's not in danger, at least not as far as uh, the half And there will still be comics. Yes, because everybody who can't write television and movies right now is writing comics. <laughs> so, it's an outlet. Boom Studios is going to be just booming with because I understand Mammoth's going to do the Avengers. Mammoth's going <laughs> to. Ah, <laughs> not funny. It's really funny. And this will be less wordy than Bendis. Oh God. Uh, I can't think of any. Uh, you can't top that. No. Dang you! You went right for it. You just like let's just rip. Okay. Well, there we go. And if it, if you've got anything better than what Rick just said, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. Comments, complaints, criticisms, whatever. You, you'd say well, beg, compliments, beg, compliments, compliments. Beg Aaron to come back, you know. We like having it. And say goods and stay away. If that away. actually happens, you need to tell me because it'll be a miracle. Oh, okay. There we go. It's a challenge. <laughs> And uh, there we go. Uh, and, of course, we are podcasting live from, well, semi-live by, by this time, from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 105 in Santa Clara, California. The only place. Lon's not even here tonight. No. But he's not buying comics. He's, oh. He's not seeing, you know, the only place where Lon Lopez buys comics when he has That's two true. nickels to rub together and hope they turn into $3. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Magic nickels. Magic nickels. They are magic nickels. Uh, so that's it. I'm Darren McCaw, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet. I'm Rick Snyder, sound editor and noisemaker. I'm Aaron Frost, female influence editor. You're no longer moral compass, are you? No. Will you be a golden compass? I am compass? still a moral And, of course, our guest commentator tonight, because Goodson's gone. Go ahead. I'm not Michael Goodson. <laughs> that was Dave Kay. Right in. You want to know what his what his, what his uh, secret nickname is? Right in. All right. So <laughs> you'll never find out. It'll be like, no one will ever know. A, All right. A, so remember, remember, use your powers, powers only for good. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. A small but plucky band of, of intellectuals talking about stuff. Well, Last survivors of a dying color, planet. Do you have an opinion on the Dresden Files? I yes. Dresden See, Files. look at how that happens. You keep showing me, I have nothing to say. And then you're like, oh. So, fairly insightful. I like to keep expectations low. <laughs> there you go. Under promise, overproduce. Hmm. Amid the clatter and clutter of your everyday life, we bring you the Fanboy Planet podcast with your host, the smiling Derek McCraw. McCaw. Oh! Figure. Yeah, I was like, okay, no doubt about yeah, it. she's got the physicality. She for could it. put on maybe 15 pounds. We didn't know her, but I will soon be having yes, hundreds of orgasms to her. <laughs> Thank you, Morad. <Maura. laughs> that thump you heard was Rick <laughs> smashing his head against the microphone. He just face palmed the microphone. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I, and I today, fully expect to be cuckooed there. So yeah, go so right ahead. today on Fanboy Planet, I put a photographic guide.
All right. So, so remember, remember, use your powers only for good. Or evil. Well, it's all it's all right. Right. Or, or, or for shits and giggles, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>